God's good to us. Amen. He really is. I just thank God for answered prayer. And I can't believe how many people have called and, and thank us for having them on the prayer sheet and, and thinking about them. And, and um, Shelly and them sending out uh, the prayer sheet and bulletin of the church has meant so much to so many people. And I thank God for that. But don't forget to pray for these that we just mentioned, especially please. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come here tonight, we meet together, Lord, to glorify Thy name and studying Thy Word that we might be better Christians and we can go out of this place and encourage somebody to come to You for salvation, but not only to come to You for salvation, but then to live for You. It will be a testimony to the world. Bless us, we pray tonight now. Bless each one of these that we've called out that's on the prayer sheet, dear God. We don't take that for granted. We ask you, dear God, as we call them out, that you said pray and you would answer. We believe that. And so, Lord, we ask you to bless now. Bless you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn your Bible, if you would, please, to Hebrews chapter 11. I want to read one verse there. And then I'd like for us to go to Genesis chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 11. And verse 6, uh, verse 7, sorry, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. Sunday morning now, uh, in our Sunday school lesson, uh, teaching class, we, we talked about the family. And um, I want to continue that thought. Uh, let me give you just a little background coming up to this reason I got to thinking so hard about this today. I was in a place and a man come up to me and said, Pastor, I want you to meet this young man. And I guess he's about 30 years old. And we stood there and talked for quite a bit. And he said, well, can you tell him something about the Lord uh, Jesus and, and uh, encourage him? And I said, uh, and he said to me that he was brought up in the Muslim faith. And uh, he was from that country. I forgot uh, wherever it's at they teach Muslim and he said the problem is preacher that uh, we didn't have religion in our home we didn't talk about God we didn't talk about Mohammed in fact we had nothing when it come to uh, religion in our home and he said then I come to America and I heard people hear people talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and being their savior and he said I don't understand that and he said I just I'm having a hard time uh, learning about that. He said, can you tell me uh, how to get understanding about the Lord Jesus? And I said, yes, I can. I said, now, uh, being an unlearned person about the Lord and, and everything, let me encourage you to do something. Get you an old King James Bible and just read it. Just read it. Start off just reading it. And then go back and study it. And ask God as you read it. Ask God Himself to open your eyes. Don't listen to man. Don't listen to some organization. Uh, just start reading it yourself and say, uh, Lord, explain me thy word to you. Now, I believe that that works for this simple reason. You, the eunuch in chapter 2 of Acts uh, had been to church and he'd been reading the scriptures and and he's coming back and he's trying to read Isaiah 53 and he didn't understand it. And God told 
Stephen around and catch up with him and explain it to him. And he did, and he got saved. So I know something. If you want to know the truth, if you want to know the truth, God will send you somebody to tell you the truth from the Word of God. And so I tried to encourage him of that. Now, the reason that I brought that up was that he went back and talked about his mother and daddy and family. And uh, so uh, they didn't have any kind of religion, uh, and that's the way he put it. They didn't have any kind of religion in the home. Now, what I'm going to talk to you about tonight is God not only wants us individuals saved, but God wants our families also saved. Now, look with me, please, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became, became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Pray with me, please. Father, I ask you to open our eyes of faith now to understand what you're trying to teach here to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Most of the time, when we bring this portion of Scripture to people's minds, we're trying to show people how uh, individuals get saved. And you go back and study the life of Noah, and during his time, God told Noah to do something and he would be saved or he wouldn't die and God told Noah to build an ark and so forth and he did it by fear now a lot of people talk to me and I've had, I, I get this all the time uh, don't preach on hell you're trying to scare about his death well fear is a good motivator and notice what the Bible says by faith being warned of God a thing not yet seen moved with fear when you preach the truth that people that die without Christ are going to a burning lake of fire, brother, that's truth. Now, that's not a fairy tale. That's truth. And that's warning. And what we're trying to do is warn people. But in reality, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7 is talking about not only Noah getting saved, but it's talking about his whole house getting saved. And so that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Now, before we go any further, we must remember Satan wants us and our family members to go to hell. That's what he's working to do. The devil hates family worship of God. The Bible is full of family worship, though. For instance, in Acts chapter 11, Peter preached to Cornelius the message of salvation, and in verse 14 says, O shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. Now, uh, again, in Acts chapter 16, the Philippian jailer and his house were saved. Now, I'm not talking about a building. He's talking about the people in the house. In Acts chapter 14, again, says, And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Now in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7, the Bible says, By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. 
Now notice something. Let's go back to Genesis and see what he's talking about here. Now I'm going to stay in Genesis chapter 7 and chapter 6. I'll back up to that in just a minute. But look at this. Just three verses. I mean just the first verse of chapter 7 first. Genesis chapter 7 verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house in the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Now, verse 1 says, Noah and his house and family went into the ark and were saved. Now, what I'm saying here, the Bible teaches household salvation in. God teaches household salvation, and we are to do everything we can to get our loved ones saved in. Whatever it takes, we're to do it. Now, let's go back, please, to Genesis chapter 6. And I want to begin to read in verse 1. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And there were giants in the earth in those days. Also after that, when the sons of God came as daughters of men, and they bare children of them, the same became mighty men, which were, O oh, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now, what I'm after here, what I want to show you here out of these verses is, uh, what were these days of Noah like? According to verses 1 through 3 of chapter 6, they were days of apostasy. That is, uh, going against the Spirit of God. They were co-mingling of that which is godly with that which is ungodly. Now, there's been a great debate here all, all down through the years where these uh, women were having sex with the angels and so on and having giants. Now, if you'll study the Bible and compare Scripture with Scripture, you'll find out that God said in the beginning that you're not to marry an unsaved person. The household of God is saved people. But they got out of that realm and started marrying unsaved people, and they had sinful people in the, born from them. Now, that's apostasy. As the spirits of God is in a child of God, and they were co-mingling with unsaved people, and God said that there was this wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now, they were days of anarchy. That is, uh, look at verse 4 of chapter 6. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they were bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now, they were mighty in wickedness. Now, get this, please. God was grieved at his heart at man's wickedness, just like today. God is heartbroken at the sins of mankind in this generation. Now, according to verse 5 and, uh, and down through verse 6, sums it all up. Look at verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in earth, 
and that every imagination the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. And he repented the Lord that he had made men on the earth, and he grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy men whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and fowl of the air, for repented me that I have made them. Now, I want you to watch this. God was grieved at his heart at man's wickedness. Now, the world system is always thinking of uh, wicked ways of getting our families away from God and his salvation. Philosophies, they thought up filthy causes. It's the same today. This does not mean uh, just uh, when it comes to verse 5, it says uh, imagination. This does not mean to daydream. It means that people thought around and literally fashioned wicked philosophies. They thought up filthy causes. It's the same as it is today. Now, this world system is after our family. And they thinking of every way in the world to get your family. I've never seen anything like it is today. I've, I watched the news today. It made me sick uh, watching this man. A big old man. It must have looked like he was six foot seven or six foot eight. And he's in a women's dormitory. And, uh, and these young ladies in, in college. And they want him thrown out. And they can't throw him out. And he stands around and lusts after these women all the time. And he dresses like a woman and so on. When I was a young person, when you were a young person, that was unheard of. It might have been going on, but you didn't hear it. You didn't hear of it. It was closed, behind closed doors, maybe those kind of things. But now it's out in the open. Now what's that all about? It's about splitting up the family. It's about getting rid of the family. Now I want you to watch it. What we better wake up and realize is, all of us are sinners. Dad, mom, boys, girls, all of us need to be saved by God's grace. And everyone has to get saved the same way that Noah got saved and his house got saved. Now, salvation is not a, re a reward for the good or righteous. It's a gift to God for the guilty. That's why that God's grace is shown to us in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not he says a gift of God, not of works which we have done. Now watch this. God's grace then is he loves us when we don't deserve it. Now then note, and this go back to Hebrews chapter 11, through faith. By faith Noah prepared an ark. He, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's the reason I talk to this man today. And he's unlearned of God. Where better can you learn of God than God's Word? You get in God's Word. You listen to God's Word. Faith comes by hearing of the Word of God. How can I convince a man like him that's stooped in uh, that religious order that he don't want God or nothing to do with God, period? How can I get through to him? You can't unless the, whole, the Word of God speaks to his heart and the Holy Spirit deals with it. Now watch this. What I'm trying to say here is we are living in sinful days like in Noah's day. And we need to get our families saved and saved and go into heaven with us. The places of pleasure are filled today. And many people are not in the house of God today. 
we're living on the very threshold of God's wrath on this sinful world today, just as Noah did. And what I'm saying is we got to get our family saved. I was talking to a man just this past week. He's crying on the phone. He's talking about his daughter's in such a mess. And I said, you know what? I can remember when you never missed church. Never. Had his daughter in church every time my doors opened. His wife and family, they were always here. You know what he does on Sunday now? He gets up on Sunday morning early and goes play golf on Sunday morning. He would have never done that a years ago. But now he's doing it. And now he's having family, he's having trouble with his family unit. I mean his children and his wife and everything else and he wonders why. I tell you why. You ain't got God in your, ha- in your family. In your family unit. And we need to teach them. I've learned one thing. I, I, I said this in my Sunday school class. The Catholics started off, and the way they started off is you give me your children for seven years and let me teach them for seven years, and then you can have them. You know why? Because then they got them. You take a young mind, and you talk to them about the Lord. I thank God. I did just the other day, I was, little Evelyn was over to the house, my little great-granddaughter, and, and just before we eat, we always... Whoever's around, there's about 42 of us, I guess, uh, there at the house we was eating dinner. And um, they all said, be quiet now. Papa was going to ask a blessing. And I asked a blessing, and I said, amen. And little Evelyn was playing, and Buddy all of a sudden she said, amen. I mean, right out of the blue, she hollers, amen. She's listening. She's listening, Buddy. And what we forget sometimes that our little children are listening and watching everything we do. I never realized the impact that I had in people's lives as long as I've been preaching until I built my place over the lake and across the canal. And I I I started off, you couldn't even see the water for the trees and trash and everything, so uh, ring haver equipment company brought me out a dozer and give it, let me use it free and they give me a backhoe and I don't know what all and said here preacher just clean it up and use it and I used that thing and cleaned it all up and my neighbors would get across the canal and they'd get them some lawn chairs and said I wonder what that preacher's going to do today and they watched me for two years two years everything I did and they brought me an album. Uh, one man, for two years, he took pictures of everything I did over there. And I thought to myself, if they ain't got anything better to do than watch the preacher all day long. You know? But you know what? I'm so glad that I got a testimony at because nine of those people have I got to lead to the Lord because I behaved myself. And I witnessed to it. Every chance I got, I talked to them about the Lord. They, they tickled me. All of them from Ohio, you know, right, right around me. Every one of them is from Ohio. The families are. That means Yankees. And they, I come down here, and I build my house, and in my house I build a big, fine fireplace. And I was building my fireplace, and every one of them, they come, what are you building a fireplace in Florida for? 
And then it come a cold winter. Now I hadn't got my windows in my house or nothing yet. And uh, me and my wife built a fireplace, fire in the fireplace, and we were sitting there just with our feet propped up. And they all came over one at a time. And I, boy, well, three different families come over there and they propped their feet up. And I said, what are you all doing? Warming our feet before your fireplace. They all don't need a fireplace. And they'd always sit around there. They'd bring us soup. We'd fellowship together. And let me show you something. We never partake of anything we didn't ask for blessing for. We talked to them about the Lord. We had a testimony. And I've got to lead some of them to the Lord and some of their children to the Lord and so on. That's household salvation. You begin with the daddy and mama and you, or you can begin with the children, but God's interested in the whole family. And when you understand that and understand the devil is after your children, it's too bad if people don't understand that everything you do, your children is watching you. I wonder, did you, did you ever read the Lot down in Sodom and Gomorrah? And Lot's own son-in-law made fun of him when he tried to get him out of Sodom. They tried. See, Lot went and said, let's go, we've got to get out of here. God's going to destroy this. And they made fun of him. Why? Because he didn't have a testimony. What's he doing in the first place? In that land of uh, sinful condition. And the only people that he got brought out of that city was his two, his daughters and his wife. And she turned back and looked back and turned a pillar of salt herself. And so, what a testimony. He didn't have one. And it's plainly taught. I guess what I'm trying to say today I know that God wants me saved. I know why my wife, God wants my wife saved. But I also know that God wants my daughters and my sons saved and all my little grandkids saved. And I've been a testimony to them that they, if anything happens that has to do with spirituality, guess who they call? Papa. You know why? I've told every one of them, this is the answer to everything you've got. I don't care what you've got in this life. This book is the answer to it. The Word of God. And if you'll come to God and serve Him, and I've told every one of them, like I, I preached this the other day, that uh, David said he'd never seen the righteous begging bread. So I don't worry about the economics of this world. The only thing I'm concerned about is serving the Lord. If I serve the Lord as best I know how, God said He'd take care of me. I tell all of my grandkids that. You make God number one in your life, and I don't care what else, God will take care of it. He'll take care of it. You make Him number one in your life and serve Him. That's a testimony that you've got to stand for. And you can't do that one day and then quit and then try to come back ten years from now and get them all back serving the Lord. It don't work that way because they're watching you. And if you're faithful and you're always steadfast, then that's what... It's not that God saves the daddy and all the family gets saved automatically. That ain't what He's talking about at all. He's talking about if, if daddy gets saved, he ought to have the influence on his wife and his family. 
You ever read that in the book of Corinthians where it says the wife lived, should live a Christian life to win her husband and the husband ought to live a Christian life to win the, uh, the wife and so on? That's true. I got saved, all my wife saved. My wife gets saved, she wants me saved. We want our children saved. But you got to live the life before them. And they can see Christ. And that's household salvation. And let me tell you something. The devil will do everything he can to get you not to come to the Lord. First, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Cheryl, uh, I, I never will forget the first boy. I dreaded the day that my daughter started dating. But I'll never forget the first boy that come to my house. He knocked on my door and he said, uh, I said, what do you want? He said, well, I wanted to ask you, could I go, go uh, take your daughter to get a milkshake? He said, I said, uh, uh, I don't know. I'll talk to her. Wait just a minute. <laughs> I discouraged that rascal every way I could. But come to find out, uh, I might have wished she'd have got that one because he turned out to be a multi-millionaire. But, uh, and I ran him off, and Cheryl's always got after me for that. Daddy, you read that? What you done there? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you the truth. I want to know he's of God first. Amen? And if he ain't of God first, you stay away from my house. It's just that simple. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name, help us as your people to live the Christian life and to tell others about our Savior, the Lord Jesus. They couldn't do a better thing, I don't care who they are, than to get saved themselves and live for you. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Bye. 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 Bye.